Disclaimer: All opinions expressed by the speakers in the podcast are their personal opinions and do not reflect on the companies they represent. People who matter. A podcast by Beat Blogs. What is life if not a continuous process of learning? What is life if not a way to better ourselves every single day? Whether at work, at play, at home, learning is something that's constant. It's intrinsic to us. It's just who we are as people. We have to always do better tomorrow than we did today and better today than we did yesterday. Every day is about picking up skills and utilizing them in making us the best version of ourselves. That's truly what I believe. It's my personal philosophy that learning, like I know many people would say, is a lifelong process. Today we have one such guest who truly believes in this very idea of learning being both a lifelong process and in his own words it is both an incremental as well as a transformational journey for most people learning happens at different spaces different phases of life for people Mohan Lakhamraj is the founder and CEO of Great Learning and Great Lakes it is one of India's most professional learning and higher education companies He founded Great Learning with a vision to make it a lifelong learning partner for India's young professionals to power ahead in their careers. Great Learning is also an acquisition of the Byju's group. Today we're really really happy to have Mohan on this amazing session of the People Who Matter podcast to enlighten us with why he started this specific company, what is he trying to fill as a gap in the market and who is it that is benefiting from these courses that they have designed. Without further ado, let me invite our guest on the show. Welcome to the show Mohan we're so happy to have you here today It's my pleasure Bhargavi thanks for having me on the show No absolutely absolutely and the kind of work that you do in the industry that you belong to is clearly shaping the future uh, of business it's shaping the future of populations worldwide and um, definitely the the kind of value add you are providing to the generations to come uh, I think that's no mean task so I can't wait to you know dig deeper find out what makes you you and how do you do this uh, on a day to day basis Well you know we are uh, hoping to have impact and we've started uh, and you know had a little bit of it i can claim but uh, lots 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 more to do and i don't think we have uh, moved the needle in any substantial manner yet so there's a lot more to do than what we've done so far no absolutely let's let's find out more in terms of what is this plan what is this entire um, journey that you've been on uh, that has brought you to this particular space as well um so i understand today that you know you are definitely catering to a very competitive market uh, you're catering to a market that is constantly trying to upskill it's constantly trying to do better in the search of better opportunities in the set search for better monetary values in the search for you know better uh, uh, takeaways uh, in terms of what they're investing in and the education business is often that uh, an average person who's investing in their child's education or an average uh, young adult who's investing in their own growth process uh, is often expecting huge returns um uh, in 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 you know uh, getting better ahead uh, from among the competition or doing better in their own careers and life so when that is the very large responsibility that's lying on your shoulders uh, how do you how do you approach that how do you approach that kind of mindset to the markets that you're catering to yeah so i think when people are doing this the the primary thing to remember is that what you're trying to accomplish is something substantial yes True. okay so this is not a transactional um exchange yes 
Yes. Right. It's not like you know you're buying a pair of shoes from us. Yes. It's not like you know you're buying or ordering some food from us where True. the transaction is over soon. True. Right. So learning is a higher order cognitive activity, and if you want to learn something substantial, it is actually a substantial endeavor that involves um, softer aspects like yes. your motivation, you know, your discipline. the amount of effort you put into it all of those things and as well as the harder aspects which is actually understanding the substance of what you are trying to learn um practicing it applying it um you know making mistakes learning from those mistakes uh, and then reaching the point where you want to get to the destination of whatever your learning journey is right so one of the things that i find is that a lot of people still approach this in a with a very transactional mindset okay so on the learner front there are many people who come from this uh, idea or whatever experience they've had in the past saying that you know i have uh, you know i'm paying you so much money now it's your responsibility to make the job happen for me yes exactly yes right so so unfortunately it doesn't work like that yes you know so so you know we are pretty upfront about it saying that listen you know we will give you all the inputs that are required we have a process that has been tried and tested now if you sincerely adopt the process yes. and if you do the things that you're supposed to do then these are all the kinds of things that happen correct got it right and we have a phenomenal track record to show for it it actually happens yes. right so you know yes. there are tens of thousands of people soon to be lakhs of people that have gone through it and benefited from it so now i think it's a easier um, challenge even though even now we have to convince people because we have so much of track record sure uh, but i think what happens in the competitive market is that not everybody thinks like that not everybody um, behaves like that so people end up uh, making promises that yeah. Um, yeah. are impossible to keep right can you actually guarantee somebody's success like can i let's say i'm i'm using a very simple but not not a relevant example for us but can i guarantee that you can get into iit yeah understand can i guarantee that you can get a job in google right can i guarantee that you can get a job anywhere i can't you know but that doesn't stop a lot of people from making those claims and unfortunately a lot of people are somehow gullible enough to fall for those claims yeah and so that actually makes a you know competition a little uh, unfair when people make statements like that and yes. you know sometimes get away with it i mean in the long, in the in the long run it catches up for people yeah. with people who make statements like that so yeah. so we've tried not to do that uh, we've yeah. taken a long term view of things and uh, we we pay a lot of attention to the actual learning journey the learning process the softer and the harder aspects to it the design of the learning process um, you know and this is something that we've been living and breathing now for i have been doing it for 12 years and you know yes. so has most of my team so i think we have a fairly good understanding of what it takes and um having a long term view i think that's the other thing that i try to communicate with people if you want to achieve a certain outcome yes. you know give yourself time okay so and that, that's also my advice to young people that you know give yourself time hard things don't happen overnight yes right and if you have an expectation that they should happen overnight you will fail you will be disappointed because that's not how it works so Absolutely. give yourself time um and and understand uh, you know that it takes effort it takes discipline so many of our young people go through these uh, exam prep yes unfortunately exam prep has been reduced to a very transactional um, exercise 
okay a lot of it is basically cramming a lot of it is basically yes. hacking you know so there's not real learning there right yes now having gone through that when they come to you know their professional life they try to find ways to hack it hmm. you know and they you know most young people realize that at some point the hacking is not going to work you can't right? hustle because, anymore yes because because succeeding in a job yes you know is not like passing a test there's no yes. one test there's a test every day yes you know and yes. you have to keep passing it every day and if you don't have the skills if you don't have the knowledge and the ability to pick it up and the ability to learn you will fail yes and, and what we are seeing is that people are realizing this learning this the hard way yes you know some people have the the understanding and the attitude but many many young people we see learn this the hard way even when they come to us they are trying to hustle they are trying to you know in the beginning they are trying to cheat their way through you know the assessments till they realize that they are actually you know just cheating themselves because you know we are not we are not the gatekeeper to something we are not you know trying to assess them to give them a you know um, a medal or something like that right we are actually helping them build skills yes. that can that can help them you know build a career and yes. there's no faking that you can't fake that right so i think that's the other thing you know we try to keep things authentic and try to get people to realize and want to be authentic as opposed to try to just hustle and hack their way through things i think those are some of the challenges that we face no absolutely and uh, i have to tell you this i was doing a bit of homework um, i was trying to see you know what is available about you and the company online in terms of a marketing plan right a lot of companies like you said you know they're like india's first and we are the only ones and we will guarantee you this i didn't find any of that about your brand and i didn't find any of that uh, you know about you as well and uh, like i was mentioning earlier we've had an interaction earlier and uh, even then i i just resonated with the way you i think approached uh, the subject approached the topic even about this podcast right uh, i i admire people who come from a place of preparation a place of discipline a place of understanding that there is no short term or a short way or a you know a short time period within which you can achieve something and like you said the usually we always see the overnight success aspect of it but nobody sees the 10 11 12 years of hard work that's gone on to give you that moment of success which then just appears like it's overnight so i think that's great advice for a lot of our young young listeners viewers today who are getting into the job market who are looking at higher education very seriously and i would also go one step further and say i think the the kind of uh, courses that are out there today are so useful even for people in mid managerial roles halfway through their career point where they suddenly feel that oh my god i think i need to learn more i think i'm not ready for what the market is expecting because clearly like you know we often talk about it uh, with a lot of educators and you are one such as well in terms of the kind of education that is available today in terms of curriculum yes there's a lot of improvement a lot of things are going in the right direction but there's such a big gap in terms of what we learn and study in our schools our universities and colleges no matter how great and then when we have to actually apply that to a realistic job somewhere uh there's such a big gap we're usually not prepared or ready for it mm-hmm. and we come across looking um very very shoddy very irresponsible uh for having claimed something in our resume or having claimed something in an interview and then not being able to uh practically execute it in a job scenario so does that happen to a lot of people who come to you uh when they try to approach the course from that point of view yeah see i think this gap between um academia and industry has always existed will yes. always exist okay and, okay and 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 the reason for that is that 
um, you know, industry moves at a fast pace. That's right? true. It's it's moving, um, you know, driven by market forces. True. Whereas academia doesn't move based on market forces, right? It has it their own its own life cycle. Uh, you know, typical faculty are not incentivized mm. to keep up with what's happening in the industry. Some people do it out of their own interest, but that's not True. what they're incentivized. That's not what they're measured on. True. You know, that's not what they're researching, right? So, so um, while there are exceptions, most uh, of uh, faculty in academia are a little bit distant from what's happening in the industry and what's happening in the industry is changing rapidly. True, true. Which means that even if you are revising your curricula um, on a regular basis, in most universities it changes once in five years. Right. And th that's in the good universities. Yes. You know, in the ones that are not good, it changes once in 20 years, 10 years. Right. So, so and changing curriculum is a big exercise for those for the for these people because a lot of things have to change. Right. In India, you know, it takes even more time. Yes. So I think the the challenge, therefore, is um, that there'll always be this gap between what uh, graduates coming out um, will possess in terms of skills and knowledge and what the industry wants. But presumably, what the good institutions do is also teach people how to learn. Right. 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 By actually putting them through a very rigorous learning experience, they actually teach them how to learn. Correct. And therefore, the good students are able to use that uh, learnability to mm. quickly pick up what's happening in the industry. Now, that okay. happens for certain good students who have the right attitude, who approach it. And for many others, it doesn't. And that's right. that's really why uh, somebody like great learning is even required. Right. And so, 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 and I think that gap is continuing going to be there. The other thing that's exas exacerbated this is because the rate of change, particularly driven by technology, has actually increased. Earlier, Absolutely. things around the world didn't change as fast. Now it's actually changing much faster, and that's because yes. of technology. Yes. And technology impacting all industries, and therefore changes are happening in all industries. Which means that even people who are already in the workforce don't have a choice but to actually keep upskilling, reskilling themselves. You know how work is done, how problems are solved, what even matters. Right? Yeah. All of those things are changing. You, yeah. you may have heard about this GPT-3 that yes. has come up recently, right? Yes. I mean, if you see how it's writing, you know, a lot of people whose job is to write are actually, you know, going to have to find other ways to add value, you know, because yes. this thing writes better than most people. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, 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 uh, you know, think about the impact that that's going to have. It didn't exist a month back. Yes. Okay. And boom, now it's there. Even in our own space, the way assessments have to be done in, in business schools, in business programs have to change. Yep. Right? Because if you ask simple questions, people can just get the answers on GPT-3. And those Absolutely. answers will be written better than what most students <laughs> write. <laughs> so so, so th that means now, now teachers and faculty have to be more innovative in terms of how to assess students. Right? That's going to be Absolutely. a massive change. Absolutely. They've been doing assessments like this for 50, 60 years, and yes, now they have yeah. to come up with, right? So that's that, just in our space. Yeah. So like that, think about somebody who is a marketing communications person. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Their entire livelihood is based on writing things. On content, you yes. Know, that, uh, on yes. content, right? So so now what are they going to do? Yeah. You know, so they'll have to learn something else. They'll have to, you know, so, so that's what's going to keep happening. Correct. <clears throat> you know, in, in finance, there were people who built careers on accounts reconciliation, completely automated. They have to find something else on to add value. Otherwise, they, you know. So it's like that in every every sector, every profile. Correct. 
Correct. People will have to keep uh, learning new things and <clears throat> because we have the ability to um, adapt our curriculum and adapt what uh, is taught very fast, yeah, we yeah. can keep up with that um, and therefore, you know, we can, we are in a good position to keep bridging that gap much better than traditional academia. So, yes, as you mentioned, I think so many industries and so many jobs are getting replaced. Biggest of them all, the biggest threat today is to the banking industry, which has completely gone digital in India in terms of transactions at least. So we don't have too many people going and lining up in front of banks, depositing cash uh, or withdrawing cash because we're trying to become a cashless economy. So these are these are advances being made, like you said, in every industry this is happening. So definitely we need a very agile kind of a system that's easy, it's adaptive, it's dynamic to all the changes that's happening in the market. As we call it a VUCA market, uh, the market that's been existing for some time now and we are further exploring into it. Uh, I think it's getting vuca in terms of a market as well. Uh, Yes. So, so definitely a lot of changes in the market and a lot of new professions are going to get created. Um, a lot of new engaging roles are going to happen in the market as well. So people need to be ready for that, right? So, um, so when we talk about your courses, are you preemptive or are you uh, understanding the mood of the market and then going ahead and design, designing a curriculum that matches it? Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, I wouldn't say we are uh, preemptive uh, in the sense that we are thinking about what's going to happen next and creating that. Okay. 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 But we are very closely watching. Okay. What is changing? Okay. The demands that are emerging. Okay. 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 And and what we are watching for is where is large scale demand for talent coming from? Understood. Okay. okay. Right. So we are not looking at very niche areas because those you know for us to do something there is not commercially viable. Yeah. So where is uh, kind of larger scale demand coming from? That's what we are watching for constantly. And, you know, once we see signs of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it already is there. Okay. As soon as we feel that something is actually going to be large, there is going to be substantial talent that has this set of capabilities Understood. the industry is going to need and that's not going to exist. Right? That's where we that's where we invest and that's where we create okay. our program so that we are creating talent. Uh, you know, as as demand for it emerges, we are able to create the supply for. Uh, so now let me take it further to, you know, what you were mentioning about um, industry ready education systems, right, as you rightly mentioned, which is which is being there. Uh, so I, I wanted to understand this again from an Indian perspective um, in terms of uh, this constant debate that we have of offline and online education. Can they coexist? Are they, you know, members of the same family trying to, you know, get you to one common goal, one focused area of work as well, where you're heading to as well. Um, and since you are definitely representing the online education community, and you're someone who's yourself received education in the offline education community. So I think you are perfect, uh, perfectly placed to answer this question since you've seen the best of both worlds. Yeah. So I think early in your career, um, you know, typically undergraduate uh, and, and K-12. So I think there is there is room always will remain for schools yeah. and even for undergraduate education. Right. Okay. So and why do I say that? Because I think at that stage in your life, <clears throat> um, learning the content, learning the material is only one aspect of what that ecosystem is giving you. Yeah. Right? I think uh, I think in undergraduate you're also uh, and in in high school and in in K twelve you're also learning how to be a person. Yeah. Right. How to actually engage with the world. How to engage with other people. How to 
you know, uh, manage uh, and build relationships. All of those things are being learned at that stage of your life where you are actually uh, growing to be an adult. <clears throat> so given that uh, that's beyond the content. So whether it is in school or in undergraduate, uh, given that there is so much more to the education than you learning a bunch of content or a bunch of skills, I believe they very much have a place and will continue to have a place. Okay. Now, when it comes beyond that, so this is, you know, post tertiary, um, graduate level work, I think their online starts making a lot more sense. Okay. So um, again, in our parents' generation and to some degree for, you know, yeah, in our parents' generation, the model was that you basically did a graduate studies once build some capabilities and then you know you spend the rest of your life you know leveraging those capabilities. you became a civil engineer and you were a civil engineer for the rest of your life yes. you became an electrical engineer you did that for the rest Continued of your that. life you yes, yes. became a, a railway engineer and you were a railway engineer for the rest of your life right you became a dentist and you know you'll be a dentist for the rest. so whatever yes. specialization that you chose you were you typically did that for the rest of your life whereas Today, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. You, you are, the model is not one of where you do something at the beginning of your career and then you just, you know, coast on that for the rest. You'll have to keep reinventing yourself, doing some transformational learning every few years, maybe every five years. Yeah. Right. So, so that's what, these interventions where you have to learn something new, I call it transformational learning. And what you have to do on an ongoing basis, I refer to as incremental learning. Right. So incremental learning helps you do your current job better. Transformational learning helps you learn something new, build new capabilities for you to do something new. Okay. So, and so we'll go through this. We'll have to keep going through this cycle, incremental learning, transformational learning, and then incremental learning and then transformational learning. So now when most people don't have the luxury of taking a break when they Correct. have to do Correct. a transformational learning, incremental learning is something you have to do you know, on an ongoing basis. This is Correct. what you're learning on a day-to-day, -day, weekly, monthly, whatever. This is what you're learning when you're watching YouTube videos or like, you know, when you're reading, all of those kinds of things. So uh, transformational learning, even you can't take time off and go to a college or a university, then the best way for you to do it is online. And Got that's it. why actually adoption of online learning has exploded post-COVID because most people experienced it for the first time and they realized yeah. that, wow, this is something I can actually do. Yes. This is something actually I can benefit from. Right. And oh my God, this is giving me so much convenience. Yeah. Right. So there's yeah. been a massive mind mindset change. Before that, a lot of people believed that, you know, I have to go sit in the classroom. Yeah. for me to actually learn right and that's what they believed and ultimately it comes down to mindsets yeah. something that you're used to because that's what you did earlier in your life you said that <coughs> that's the way I learn until you realize that oh you know what you can actually do something different yeah there are yeah. some people who may still prefer to actually go to a classroom to learn some people and for them that may be the right way to learn correct and if they can afford it they would go do that but most people they will not be able to afford to take time off to to do that in which case learning online is the way to go it's made learning very accessible yes right so you can access it wherever you are it's, it's also made it accessible from a cost perspective online learning is so much cheaper yes right because you don't actually incur the costs of the physical infrastructure you don't actually incur the costs of 
um, you know, the, the, the person, you know, that is taking time to stand in front of you and, and, and all of those associated costs. So, so it's actually really brought the, the, the cost of uh, education down. So it's become accessible from a timing perspective, accessible from a cost perspective, massive amount of, com- you know, convenience yeah. is brought in, right? So, you know, <coughs> you don't have to drive anywhere, you don't have to be in traffic, Correct. you don't have to go find parking, you know, so all <laughs> of these, uh, con- you know, um, inconveniences of the modern day living, you don't have to deal with any of So convenience, affordability, accessibility, all of those have made it extremely compelling, which is why it's actually exploded so much. And I think when it comes to adult lifelong learning, yeah, I think online yeah. is the way, you know, Forward. it's here. There's no going back. Just like nobody goes to a travel agent anymore. right? Yeah. So when it comes to booking tickets, online is here to stay. That's the That's only true. way you're going to do it. That's you true. talked about banking. I don't think any of us is going to go stand in a line and talk to a teller. So right? true. <laughs> you know? uh, so, so like that, it's a irreversible change. Sure. Right? So it's, it's here to stay. And so, uh, and yeah, and I think... That's why we are going to be here for for a while, you know. So there's a lot of people <laughs> that that will need to learn, and and we are building something that uh, you know meets their requirements, and uh, we want to be one of the best there is, and that's what we are constantly striving for. So I think as long as we do all of that, we will be part of many people's lives. No, absolutely. I think I'll just add to that. I think as a HR person, you know, attrition is one of the biggest problems in companies that we see, especially at, after a certain level. So we've been advising companies to sponsor people studying online as well as part of an attrition control strategy in companies. So all the founders who are listening to it today or all the HR strategists who are listening to this today, this is another thing that you can do to retain your top talent to stay by so they can do great courses like this and upskill themselves and continue remaining and benefiting the company as well through what they've learned. And some of them, by the way, are doing it, you know, Yes. Some of them are doing it and others will also do it. Like all of everything that I'm saying is inevitable. Absolutely. You know, it's just a matter of time. It's going to happen. If not today, it's going to happen tomorrow. It's like, you know, like it's like, you know, when you started using computers. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, for for any um, knowledge work, as opposed to, let's say, you know, you can't build buildings and lay bricks using computers. That's physical. But otherwise... Anything that is knowledge work is a yes. matter. It was a matter of time before it went, you know, into computers, right? Yes, yes. So this is like that. It is inevitable. It is going to happen. Companies will have to keep investing. Either individuals or companies will have to invest if they have to maintain their competitive advantage. If they have to differentiate themselves. So true. Right. So 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 it is inevitable. No, absolutely. I love the finality with which you said that. You're so sure about, you know, it shows that you I know the it. industry. I can, exactly. I can, you know, I mean, this is what I see every day. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so uh, it's a matter of time, right? Yes. You know, so different uh, segments yeah. operate yeah. at, you know, at, at different paths on the adoption curve. Yes. Right. Yes. There is the, you know, the, the life cycle that is there and different yes. folks operate at different. But eventually, you know, everybody will have to um, engage Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's no two ways about it. I don't even think there's a debate anymore about this as well. Uh, it is it is the truth. It is going to last. It's going to probably outlast a lot of our careers as well and, you know, become a bigger bigger thing than what it is today. I don't want to call it a monster. I would like to call it a, a sustainable system that lasts and, you know, longer, bigger, better, with more outreaching arms to probably help and uplift so many other divisions which already exist. And uh, I think, you know, this entire online world that's been 
been created thanks to pandemic as well the adoption the working from home uh, the hybrid way of life the saving time and energy of not commuting and instead doing podcast like this virtually instead of inviting you to our physical studio and doing that so i think there's so many things that we've achieved uh, you know with the support of technology for sure uh, i want to ask you one final question on this segment uh, which is very close to my heart because uh, uh, originally i i i was a student of sciences and uh, when i decided that this is the career path that i want i i often you know tilted towards other areas of extracurricular knowledge and uh, that matched my interest and my personality at that point of time and then of course i came back and i did multiple other courses to succeed in my business etc so uh, today what i see uh, earlier there was a tendency to be a generalist you need to know a little bit of everything right in any field whether it's engineering whether it's statistics whether it is anything that you choose today we're going back into digging deeper and going longer with one area of expertise and this is happening this always happened abroad we would see a lot of our uh, counterparts in uh, north american market or in european market doing phd's and research like you were saying a little earlier in our talk today and today we see that shift to pure science is happening in india as well a lot of young graduates today are choosing pure sciences versus engineering or you know choosing statistics uh, versus actual math- mathematics so these are changes that are happening very very slowly but surely in the market do you think this is a lasting trend as well do you think this uh, digging deep into one specific vertical against knowing a little bit of everything do you think this is a lasting trend which will also help a lot of the future of talent that's coming into the market today <clears throat> see in terms of what the world needs it needs both yeah okay yeah. so it needs people who have that broad sense who are able to do jobs that require them to connect different dots and you know engage with people from different areas that True. that is required as well True. having said that uh, increasingly the world is rewarding depth and expertise disproportionately okay so that's interesting know, is yes. everything useful both are useful yes but what gets disproportionately rewarded is depth mm-hmm. okay so yeah. now you may have depth in something that has practical use yes now that's the best case scenario yes. right so so you have depth you have superficial you have practical you have not practical <sighs> okay so so you can think of this as a 2 by 2 right yeah, yeah so yeah. if you have uh, expertise and uh, in in something Uh, that is useful then yeah. you get rewarded the most the world is going to reward you the most very true okay um you know if you have expertise in something that is not as useful then you'll still be rewarded but maybe to a lesser degree understood okay? understood um now if you don't have um, you know depth but you have breadth in something that is practical and useful you'll still be rewarded correct now if you're superficial in something that is not useful then of course you're pretty useless so you know so you're not going to be rewarded very well so i think you know that's the way to think about it no no make smart so, choices people i think that he has explained it in a way even i couldn't and i'm so glad he did uh, it was so you know you could have graphically imagine what he was saying so i think that's very very uh, it's a very smart answer to a question which is you know in the minds and hearts of a lot of youngsters coming out today uh, and i'm glad we addressed it here so with that we come to the end of segment 1 I did it my way. All right. So now we are in our segment 2, I did it my way. 
So here, as you know, the guest shares an anecdote or an experience from their own journey where they stuck to their guts, their instincts and defied all those who were against them or who were saying, this is not going to work out. It's not going to go the way you think it is. So Mohan, we'd love to know if such a situation ever came across in your journey as an entrepreneur as well uh, and or probably as a professional. And how did you deal with it? Yeah, so I think there have been multiple instances like that, but the one okay. that I think is the the one that's had the most impact. And you know, let me talk about that. Sure. So, so I think the first decision point was, um, you know, me uh, moving from being an investor to setting up something in education, getting into education. Right. Yeah. So, in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, education was not considered a hot area. True. Right. Uh, so, so I think when I told people this, their reaction was uh, one of, uh, you know, uh, those who want to be charitable. They're like, oh, oh, really? That's interesting. And others were like, um, how the hell does that make any sense? <laughs> right. So, because because it's highly regulated. Right. So, while education industry in India is large, yes. <clears throat> it's highly regulated. Yes. It's not. Um, seen or was not entrepreneurial at all, right? Um, everything that kind of people knew about and spoke about or the brands that people knew were all things that have been there for 30, 40, 50 years. Correct. True. Right. It's not something where, um, you know, you had entrepreneurial successes and, um, you know, whatever entrepreneurship happened, it was all small, highly fragmented. Right. And those were generally looked down upon. They're not respected. Right. Yeah. So the things yeah. that were respected were only the very well established institutions. Right. Okay. So that was kind of the state of affairs. And um, my reason for doing it is that I felt that uh, there was a huge gap, quality gap that was there, um, you know, given how many people want to learn and how many how few of them were actually having good learning experiences. There was a massive gap that I felt was there. And uh, so I wanted to bridge the quality gap. That was kind of what my initial motivation was. So, so first is, you know, choosing to focus on this as a problem statement, right? Um, now, this was a time when uh, in India, most areas were still available to focus on, you know, so whether it is, yeah, yeah. you know, taking technology and attacking um, you know, commerce taking te technology and attacking, um, you know, riding, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. So, so I'm talking 2009, 2010. So it's pretty Correct. early days. And so the flavor at that time was to take successful business models from the US or from China and then replicate them in India. Correct. True. Right. So, and there it's like something that's already been proven. You just have to replicate it here, right? So, and he, here I was talking about doing something that seemed very kind of ancient and, uh, you know, so, so it's completely unsexy, right? So, uh, but I felt passionate about it and, um, and, you know, took that call. Um, and so, you know, now there's no, um, counterfactual. So I don't know how life would have been if I did something else. I never thought about that. Okay. But uh, this is what I believed in. So that's what I did. The, the second kind of related point to that is that I started in the offline world. Oh, okay. okay. Because, because the, the, the online um, world wasn't ready, you know, so the broadband penetration wasn't there. Mobile penetration wasn't there. 
as i said because education is a highly engaged activity it's not transactional so you may still be able to book tickets without having you know good broadband and good good mobile connectivity you may still be able to you know uh, get movie tickets or or train so, tickets flight tickets those kinds of things or you know do other transactional things even e-commerce you may be able to um, order but education requires online education requires you know sustained connectivity it requires mm-hmm. you know you can't have things that are dropping off and things like that yeah. right so it is not ready so the then do, doing it in the brick and mortar world so uh. so here is a person who's from silicon valley who's been in the tech industry there who's yes. been a tech vc and then going and doing brick and mortar you know education right so so yeah. uh, so you know that also i think was an odd choice um <clears throat> but i felt that i needed to do that uh, one because the world wasn't ready for online and second days i think that's a way to engage with yeah. the space yeah. engage with all the stakeholders and if you mm. want to really make any transformation or disruption in a certain industry i think you need a deep understanding of all the stakeholders and what works what doesn't work you know what different people's incentives are motivations are you know so so basically understanding faculty as a stakeholder mm. understanding mm. industry corporates who are the recruiters they you know them as a stakeholder Understood. understanding the students of course what their needs are and their behaviors and their incentives and disincentives are what works what doesn't right so knowing all of these intimately was very very important and in a physical institution you actually get to observe and 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 experiment with all of this in in very quick order right? yes, you actually yes. have a lot more control in yes. a in a physical setup right you know because students are actually coming there they are there all day they are many times in a residential campus staying there you know so faculty are there so you can actually do things learn you can in- interact you can get feedback you can try things all of that much much faster than trying to do something remotely right so so i think you know doing this thing online if internet penetration had already been good i would have probably started uh, yeah. online uh, already right but uh, it actually fortuitously worked like this and because we did it like this i think we just started with a much deeper understanding of all the stakeholders and what we need to do and so forth which actually really helped us when we went online right so i think you know because yeah. then we were we were able to get things right um much more often than not and therefore really reduce the cost of building great learning yes you know so 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 because we had enough insights and enough learning right we didn't have to learn on the job when it came to Correct. great learning right so Correct. we kind of knew what needed to get done right which i you know so that ultimately that results in you know shorter time to success and lower cost to success so Absolutely. that's i think what helped us actually bootstrap great learning without requiring any external investment and you know kind of scale pretty fast um you know and to to get to where we are so i think when you look back everything makes sense all of this yes, yes. you know kind of fits in neatly but um you know going back and at that time you know those choices were quite unconventional um you know so it's not let's say what my peers and friends you know would have expected or or thought made sense um you know but but it is what it, it is and i think and it and i think uh, and i think it's actually worked out quite well absolutely i think and what a journey it has been 
so truly uh, i did it my way kind of an anecdote and uh, usually you know when we have our startup entrepreneurs or founders or people who've done something different and that's a kind of guest we usually invite as well because we know that they do have that edge in them they do have that appetite to take a risk which they feel very very strongly about they're very passionate about it and you know we'd love to share those stories with our audiences because we're trying to motivate more people to get out of their comfort zones and do things they truly believe will make a change uh, whether a great change in society or a great change within themselves uh, but to go ahead and you know sometimes listen to your gut feeling and your instincts as well and they more often than not will pay you back yeah but let me also you know caution uh, <laughs> through caution, know, caution on the other side okay yes yes so 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 you know none of that should be understood to say mean that it is going to be easy yes okay so so yes. it is damn hard you know <laughs> and the risk of failure is very high yes okay True. so so i think I, I, and 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 in some sense the only mitigation against those is um you have to be persistent you know and you have to be patient Yes. right so you can't expect hard things to work out um you know quickly so yeah. so i think um it it's taken us you know a fair time right so um the uh, offline institutions that i've built are now you know 12 13 14 years old uh, the online um organization great learning is 9 uh, years old right wow. so so it's it's taken a while to yes. get to this point um and i also feel that it takes time to um do things right yes right so yes there is this whole thing that uh, got popularized thing and move fast and break things oh gosh right now you 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 know that applies at a at a micro right Correct. like you know so within a certain thing when you're trying to solve problems yes you know you can try many different it doesn't apply to the macro you know uh, get the right import of it and actually don't understand the person who said that what context the person was saying that if you don't understand that that's when you go do you know things that will blow up no no absolutely i mean like they say right don't try to fix something which is not broken so just in the in the moment in the heat of the moment or in the passion or in, you know i have a startup idea and i'm going to start something without even doing your background research without you know having a focus group without understanding whether it's a workable idea or not nobody should blindly follow their gut instinct as well so i think that's what mohan's trying to say and uh, yes it takes a lot of time a lot of patience perseverance a lot of support from your near and dear ones uh, every yeah, founder yeah, yeah. Every so let me actually comment on. Let, let yes, me also please. talk about that, right? So, so you know, whatever I've said, the context is that you know, as an investor, I had been studying and looking at education yes. globally, you know, yes. for three years before that. So, and yes. I had studied every major education company on in the world. Oh wow! Okay. And 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 every major education company at that point in India as well. I had met with most of the entrepreneurs, so I had a very good idea of who's doing what, what's working, what's not working. I had made investments in education myself, engaged, you know, deeply with that space, right? So so uh, you know, and I have uh, worked uh, yes. both in India as well as internationally. So I have you know certain perspective, certain um, you know accumulated experiences, all of those. So I have substantial advantages. you yes. know and 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 uh, um ideas on how what was going to do was going to be different and all of that so it's with all of that it still took that long okay yes. so yes. you know so to your point um you know yes it's very romantic to basically just yes. drop everything and become an entrepreneur um uh, but uh, 
if you do that then you know you will fit into that statistic 99% of businesses fail fail <laughs> <laughs> you know so you will actually you know you'll, you'll you'll provide the inputs to that statistic you know <laughs> so you you make sure that statistic says validated that it is a 99% it's not come down <laughs> that's a good one so with yeah. that we move on to our final session uh, the segment 3 fire away pwn style this is a segment uh, i definitely personally endorse because we get to see the person behind the brand uh, you know whether it's the brand of the company or their own personal brand it's always nice to know you know the real instinct the real person their real likes and choices and that often inspire and influence a lot of our listeners as well and uh, we also get to see the very human moments there've been a lot of them where people have actually shared their vulnerable moments here on the podcast and we got to know that oh my god they're not different from you and me they're very very similar so i think that that's what our audiences are looking out for so mohan i'm going to put out three statements to you and uh, i want you to you know give us very instinctive answers to them don't think too much uh, and try to get back to us as spontaneously as possible so we get to know you a bit better all right sounds good sounds good great so the very first statement if i had a choice uh, of not doing what i do that is being the founder of this organization i would rather dash 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 please fill it in i would rather um be a mechanical engineer and build something i think uh, I, i think i'm a, i like tinkering uh-huh. and so i think i would be i would be working with machines i would I'm be listening. working with like maybe robots machines oh nice um, you know so i think uh, those do fascinate me um, okay. so i'll probably be i'll probably be building something like that Nice. Were you the kind of person who would probably, you know, try to repair everything in the house at one point of time, even when they didn't need it, just out of curiosity? Not really. Not as much. Um, you know, because I think I I got into the, you know, this um, this treadmill of getting to IIT and all of that pretty early. You know, by the time I, I was in tenth grade itself, so so didn't do a whole lot of that, but. Um, I mean right now at home and stuff you know when certain things break I can do some some fixing I won't say too much nice um, superficially I can uh, you know do do some at least diagnosis diagnosis I think I, do, okay. I, I think I can do diagnosis I don't know if I can do fixing but I can I think okay. I can do diagnosis because most so, yeah. mechanical so engineers think, do that in the houses correct. I mean usually when something goes broken they're like me 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 I'll fix it first and then if I can't we'll call the expert so yeah, yeah are you yeah, that yeah. kind of a person I think let's say the enthusiasm is greater than the ability. You know? <laughs> Isn't that true about life and most people as well? The enthusiasm <laughs> is always greater. <laughs> no, that's great yes. to know. All right. Yeah. Next, so we were talking about transformational and incremental learning, right? In in the journey of anyone. So, if you had to point out certain transformational learnings and certain incremental learnings that have been a constant for you, what would they be? Say in the last five years. yeah so the transformational aspects have totally been around um around health okay okay uh, and health and uh, staying and you know getting to and staying healthy i think uh, there's Understood. a lot that i have learned about how metabolism works you know yes. how how to um, you know how eating what it does um, you know what what 
exercise does to us so i think there's been a lot of it's it was nothing something i knew nothing about okay right? all right and so i've actually learned a lot about it um okay. you know, I, also i think overall there's been a, it's much become much easier to be smart about it you know yes. there's like there is that device there is that <laughs> device you know so so there's a lot of data that's available so that's actually made all of us smarter about it yes so there i've definitely gone through a pretty substantial uh, transformation i used to be obese for most of my adult life okay. and uh, you know so last few years like particularly during covid uh, right, right. Know, there's been a substantial change in, oh, you know i've been able to uh, you know get into pretty decent shape and so so that's so that's a pretty transformational in terms of incremental see given the space that we are in uh, all the new uh, kind of technological changes that are happening is something that i have to be abreast of yes okay so true, you know true. so kind of what's happening in cloud computing what's happening in ai what's happening mm. in data science what's happening in uh, cyber security you know what's happening in this gpt3 thing that GPT3, you're talking yes. about what's you know how is how is healthcare getting impacted by data and, true, and ai true. how is uh, and so these are not things where i have any substantial depth in okay right? but i have a decent understanding of what is happening right? what is happening at a pretty high level and i also have a pretty good idea who has depth right mm. so you know so if i need depth i know who to talk to okay, okay. so yeah, yeah. so so i think part it's my job to have all of this so i i consume a massive amount of um, information and knowledge on mm -hmm. a daily basis mm -hmm. right so Understood through you know reading yeah. um, either either uh, you know the newsletters that i subscribe to or you know just the information that people send to me <clears throat> or you know some magazines and books uh, just the amount of information that gets consumed i would think is you know kind of maybe 50 60 80 100 pages i have no idea but some substantial amount on a daily yeah. basis yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's like a drinking from a fire hose that happens. So, a lot of lot of uh, incremental learning, you know, yeah. happens through you know those things as well. And again, conversations. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. do talk to a lot of people who are experts in their areas. Yeah, so yeah. that results in some learning as well. So that's the like the things that I keep learning to just do my job. I think that's the incremental learning. And the transformational aspect was really on the the, the health side of things. No, amazing. I've also heard that podcasts are a great way of incremental learning. Maybe you should yeah, try that are. as well. They, they, oh, I do. I actually have. Oh, you do? Uh, All right. You know, great. I, I do great. have Apple podcasts and that's one of the sources. Okay, you know, got so, it. So when I'm, when I'm uh, walking or running. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the best time. I, I, I actually don't listen to music. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so if I'm not on a call or if I'm not, uh, you know, have, walking or running with someone, yeah. I'm usually listening to um, a podcast you know, or so. Podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's but, wonderful. But these podcasts are, you know, not like um, like technical stuff. These are more, um, you know, kind of what's happening in the world kind of. Got it. Got it. Now, I was speaking for my community at large. I'm really happy you've given us an opportunity as well to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. add to your value of learning as well. Yes, so, yes. Amazing. With that, the very, very last statement that I wanted to check with you. You are surrounded by so many people on a daily basis. Um, has it ever happened that you got inspiration in the most unexpected of places? And what was it? Of a, or a person? Who was it? Wow, that's an excellent question. Um...
you can look at the last 5 10 years if you think you know it's it's too much because you no, no, it's not the same thinking about the last uh, you know last last uh, couple of years okay from i think i've really stumped you with so this the one cha- the, the the challenge you know that i have is my memory ah uh, okay so i have i have a i have a terrible memory i'm i'm thinking of a few people but in terms of you know remembering their names or understood uh, you uh, could just mention about them if you want because it's unexpected so obviously it's coming from a place of not someone you deal with on a day to day basis or someone you expect so i'll tell you I, you know actually yes. this was this was something that's very inspiring i'll tell you so okay. one of and uh, this i is a is a recent one so one of my um, colleagues okay uh, you know recently i found out that uh, um, he did a ultra marathon okay um, and uh, you know did it in a very very good time mm-hmm. um, so that by itself is not the part that inspired me the most and there are many people that i know uh, who do ultra marathons but he is basically training for something that mm-hmm. is happening in december 2024 okay okay and he started the training in 2019 oh my god okay so so he basically has a five year plan to train for something wow right so so that was very inspirational you know like setting a goal that is five years out yeah a very specific goal and actually having the motivation and the discipline to discipline, actually yes. sustain for that for that long okay so that is actually very very inspiring that was amazing to you know and it actually said that like yeah why not right so you know why not absolutely like some things just are hard and it's going to yeah. take that long yeah. and you give yourself time rather than say that uh, you know it's never going to happen and then yeah. Yeah. you know and then actually systematically go about doing that so i think that was super cool so this is actually you know one of my colleagues who i work with on a regular basis Oh that's amazing. No, I, thank you yeah. for sharing that because I think sometimes yeah. like like you said yeah. like having such a huge foresight and having that discipline for 5 years to achieve something which is 5 years away day in and day out. Oh that's amazing. Thank you for yeah, sharing. So his that. name is his name is Harish and so ah. I you know I asked myself and I asked my team that okay what is it that you are actually aiming for 5 years from now that you're working for today. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> and most people won't have an answer for that. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, so I have like vague notions but there's nothing specific that I have, you know, that is like a specific goal that I have 5 years from now. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great example. Thank you for sharing that and thank you so much for being a part of this show and uh, for giving us such enlightening answers and telling us more about, you know, yourself, the work that you do, the companies that you've built. Uh, amazing to know about it. Uh, do let us know how was your experience on this podcast. No, it's been great. I think um, you know the questions that you're asking. It's different than the ones you know that I've done. I've done interviews before, yes. but this is a this is a different format, different kind of questions. Um, you know, so I actually enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the interaction, and uh, uh, I didn't quite know what to expect, but uh, <laughs> I think it's it was actually pretty fun. So, and I think this is better than you know uh, the. um there are other interviews where it's all about let's say sure. my areas of expertise sure right so 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 this is a little different this yes, is yes. kind of more you know reflection um, yes. you know uh, more more reflection than let's say analysis 
No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed yourself and I think that's yeah. that's what we want to do at the end of the entire podcast. The guests should leave with a smile on their face. That was the idea of the People Who Matter show and thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. My pleasure. Thank you, Bhargavi. I am definitely leaving with a smile on my face. <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> That was a great session and if you want to hear this episode and all the others in this entire season feel free to catch the People Who Matter podcast on all the leading podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Jio Savan or wherever you catch your podcast from. And if you want to know more about me and follow the work that we're doing, uh, you can look me up. I'm Bhargavi Swami on LinkedIn. Company's name is Excel Corporation or you can find me as creator_be that's b on Instagram. Thank you so much and keep those headphones on. People Who Matter podcast produced by Bplogs. Podcast concept and created by Bhargavi Swami. Sound engineering and creatives Aniket Singh. People Who Matter, a podcast by Bplogs.